Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ask Melvin anything. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ask Melvin Anything AMA. Uh, I am Mike, and I am here with Mr. Melvin Hall. Melvin, how you doing? Hey, Mike. Melvin here is doing marvelous. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you keeping up with me. And I love that know, third person. Talking, talking, <laughs> talking to my wife yesterday about how yeah. it also is how awesome it is that you are investing your time to to be with me each week for this, and so it's. Oh man, I, I enjoy it. And, uh, hopefully somebody out there is getting something out of it. And so, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a fun time. I'm sorry. I've had to, I've had to move the schedule around a lot here lately, just simply because it always seems to be something, but, uh, we're getting it done. You know, we're getting it done. We're getting them out there. We're having our talks. Yep. Very. I, I like ex- the one is, you know, we, it, we can have some variants, but yeah, faithful, so yeah, that's, that's very on. exciting. You start a uh, a new job uh, next week uh, for the first time in how many years? Uh, well, I've been in education fourteen. Wow, that's great. That's great, and you're you're going to work for uh, a, a very uh, like prestigious company. I think it's very cool. I'm not going to say what it is, but um, I'm super proud of you and, and happy for you that you're moving into this role. I think it's uh, it's yeah. gonna br- get a big burden off your back and and uh, add a brand new one, <laughs> so that'll be good. Yeah, and, and I, I I've been uh, thinking about stuff for so long for mm-hmm. years. You've known me, Mike, and yeah. and and uh, you know it was even to the point where I would question myself because I can talk about this stuff, but damn it i'm not doing it oh sure yeah and and so that you know the 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 relief is is real oh i don't doubt that um you know i there's a little bit of a panic that sets into you whenever you you make a big change like this but then you get down the road a little bit and you're like oh what what was i so worried about you know i mean things tend to take care of themselves um as long as you don't do anything super stupid, you know. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, what are we? Uh, what are we asking Melvin anything about today? So we're asking a question today, Mike. Okay. The question is, what's a mentor look like? Mm. About four foot ten, uh, full <laughs> head of hair. Right. What do you mean by that? What does a mentor look like? So mentors are important in our lives. They mm-hmm. can, really set us apart you know and it's different than the coach it's different than 
a coworker, it's different than a, a boss, a manager, right? The mentor that you know, mentor mentee relationship, and and so I I think about it, you know, to set up the answer to your question, you know, what's a mentor look like? Uh, they they've uh, you know, I, I can share some that I've had, I think would, would paint a picture. You know, I, patience is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Give and take, you know, that, that, that mentor is gonna, gonna share, but the the mentee's got to give big time. Uh-huh. You've got to, to be there, uh, that, that you, you, uh, uh, something shared with you, a tasker, or it may even just be, uh, suggestion and you know that that you the mentee takes care of it you do it you don't leave something and, and next time you know you get back with them and and they ask about it and you're like yeah i didn't get to it mm-hmm. you know, that's a game over thing yeah it's definitely a give and take relationship there isn't it i mean it's uh if if you want to be mentored you have to be a mentee you know i mean that's that's just the way it is um, don't, don't ask for something you don't want. You know, yeah. I think that's really important. Like if you're, cool. if you really want to be mentored on a certain subject or in a, in a, in an area of your life, then don't ask for it. If you don't want somebody to give it to you, because I know like you and I, we would jump on that opportunity to help somebody and try to give our advice, you know, and things like that. Um, speaking of, that mentoring kind of thing went to a, uh, a gathering last night in, in Austin of, uh, podcasters and people that do shows and stuff. And, um, it was just, there's something so fulfilling about going to something like that and realizing that you're not the only one going through the struggles. You're not the only one talking about the software. You're not the only one talking about the numbers, the money, you know, the whole thing. Everybody asks the same questions, you know, and there's something really gratifying about that, knowing that you're not the idiot in the room, that, that you're the only one worried about this one thing or that the other thing, you know? Yeah, that's, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it was sure. great. It was great. Yeah. So tell me so about mentoring. What it is not, Mike. Yes, please. So that's, that's how I learned things. Yeah. I, I grew up in the Marine Corps, you know, as, as a, mm-hmm. as a man, as a human being or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there was a point where I would, I would look and I'd say, I am never going to be like, and, you know, name that, that sergeant, that lieutenant, that whatever, because they are not leaders, you know? So I would look at what, what leadership is not. So I would want to model the opposite of that and what it is. So, so in the high school classroom, and, and maybe it was my fault because it didn't set up as a mentor relationship but uh, there was a there's several students through the years that i fronted to local businesses and and so i remember one in particular um, got this young lady in interview she asked me to uh, go with her Mm -hmm. which i did and i was just a fly on the wall she interviewed very well and uh, got an offer guy was was super you know it was going to be a good situation and she never showed wow and and this you know nine years ago mike yeah sure and and so i i think about that you know that um you know your mentor 
uh, gives you some of their street cred. And and so what it is not, don't, don't, yeah, don't do that. So anyway. Well, and then like, like you're saying, I mean, that's, that is, that it's, again, that goes back to don't ask for what you don't want. You know, I mean, it's, it's, if you ask for it, expect somebody to deliver on it. Right. I mean, that's what you're asking for as a mentor, a mentee, either, either side. And again, it, it's, it's a two way relationship. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's very little sit and get, you know, like they talk about in classrooms where right. I know you and I have been part of those kind of classes. We've taught those kind of classes um, where, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just part of education. You, you get a classroom of kids together and sometimes they learn better with sit and get, or there's some things that you just have to stand up and talk about for 30 minutes or whatever um, before you can go practice it. Especially I think of like, like lab safety, stuff like that. You know, I mean, that is a sit and get subject. I mean, you, you got to know what the safety protocol is before you can go implement it. Yeah, that works. Um, makes a lot of sense what you're saying. You know, I, I think you and I both know Kevin out of tech ranch mm-hmm. in Austin. Yeah. And so I, I've said since I met him, you know, uh, years ago that I refer to him as my mentor. Yeah. And, um, that he, he just watching him living life. I learned so much. And, and then there's times where, you know, I'll give you an example of, of a, how he took care of me really good was I, you know, I'm good at connecting. I think you'll agree with that. Bringing people together. Did I lose you? No, you did not. Okay. You were probably, with I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just so listening. People together I'm listening intently, and, Melvin. And so I would, would bring a connection and, and it would be a, uh, like a fart yeah. because the, the person didn't bring what I thought. And, and so, uh, Kevin just, you know, easily said, Hey, Melvin, you know, the, the best thing to do is to, to you take the time and vet this, that it's going to be what you think it's going to be. And, and it, he, he wasn't, you know, beating me up. He just yeah. you know, saw a place that I was uh, coming up short and that's helped me tremendously. Well, you know, I think it, I, I think it's a really good point in that um, whether it's a project or your, your career trajectory or, or whatever, sometimes it takes that outside pair of eyes looking at it and, and, and it can be the mentee that's coming in and looking at it and making suggestions because I know how valuable that is to me as far as shows and things like that. I, we were talking about that last night. You know, I, I would love to put together some sort of focus group on some of our shows and just see what they like, what they don't like. Um, I, people that have zero interest in it, you know, I would right. love that. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you even know until you, until you put it to the test? You know, I think even yeah. more so in today's world, it's, it's tough to know because you can throw everything at social media or whatever. And sometimes it just doesn't make a difference. Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate what you do is that you, you throw everything out Oof, there. Boy, we yeah. throw, we throw everything and more baby right, and right, right. baby and bathwater. We throw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun day. Um, you know, mentors. So, uh, I have a a mentor that was a, is a literal rocket scientist. So 
Dr. Uh, W.B. Jones, and um, he he spent the six years of his life helping me. And when I stepped into economic development after I retired from the Marine Corps, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was crazy, you know. And he and he he would give, 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 and and it helped me to understand uh, that I I cannot fail unless I don't try. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> boy, oh boy. That, uh, the, the, uh, I was talking about something like that earlier this week, too. Uh, and even at the thing last night. You know, they, they were all like, um, how do I get my numbers up? How do I do this? How do I do that? I said, you know, part of it is is just outlasting the others. <laughs> um you just keep doing it until everybody else goes away. You know, I mean, there, there is something to that, right? It's just the consistency. It's just keeping it, keeping your head down and moving and keeping, keeping it going. Um, but there's also the side of numbers, especially in our game, numbers are not everything. There, there are two numbers that I go by as far as a manager of a podcast network or a manager of a, of a show. Those right. two numbers are downloads and unique listeners, right? Those are two very different numbers. Downloads is right. what everybody focuses on. Like, I want to get 10,000 downloads. I want to do this. I want to, you know, I want my numbers to grow, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. But if you only have 100 people that are downloading 10,000 downloads a month, then right. what happens when they run through all your stuff? You know, then does it just fall off the, the face of the earth? What, what right. happens? So what I, what I want my, my shows to focus on, and, and I think this is applicable to other businesses as well, um, are those unique listeners. And the unique listeners mean that, that my, not only is my show growing, but my audience is growing, right? Right. Um, but there's a, there's another point on top of that. That may not be for everybody either. There was a lady that stood up last night and she talked about this spiritual wellness type show that she's got. And, and she's, she's got a few downloads and stuff and she's done like, I don't know, I think she said 26, 29 episodes or something, you know, and I'm sure that the burnout's starting to set in, you know, because on that kind of stuff, it's, you do it and you feel like you're shouting into a void and, um, you know, is anybody else out there experiencing the same stuff I am? But for her, I was like, you know, <clears throat> it may not be that you need 10,000 people listening to your show. If you've got the right audience, 100 people may be great. You know, if they're supporting you and they're, they're, they're reposting you and they're, they're investing in your, your time and, and maybe your products or whatever you've got out there. that's more valuable than having a thousand where 900 don't do anything. You know, I mean, having that, having that zeroed in focus. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. I hear that in other uh, 
other things that I read or listen to that minimum viable audience. Mm -hmm. You're not going to throw names around and all that, but you know, it's very insightful. What you're, is that what they call it? Minimal viable audience. Uh, I might've made that up. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've read it and that that's, it's, it's out there. You know, you know, you could have just said yes. I mean, that was, Yeah. That's the thing I have to tell people all the time is like, we, we make the rules, whatever, you know, we, we say it, it's a thing. So just go with it. Minimal viable audience. I'm going to start using that phrase. Yeah, please do. <laughs> you know, that, that, uh, um, it, it's, it's not those thousands, you know, mm-hmm. it's that hundred that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Man, if people are invested in you, uh, as a, as a brand or as a business or even as a person, I mean, it, it, it's so much more valuable than, I mean, we're, we're, we're not all going to be Coca-Cola, you know, we're not all going to sell to people all over the world, but if we've got a hundred people that are truly invested in us and, and people that, you know, interact with the brand or interact with us or, or whatever. So that is my minimal viable audience. MVA. Right. All right, Melvin. So we've come to the time. Uh, tell me about what you're reading this week. Mike, I went back to the relaxation response, which was by uh, Hubert, Herbert Benson, uh, doctor, you know, MD. Yeah. And we, we've heard about the fight or flight, you know, that it's, it's in us. Sure. In that yeah. Bush rattling a saber tooth tiger about to, to eat me, we still have that same response, even mm-hmm. though we're not hunter gatherers. And, yeah. And so the relaxation response is from years and years ago. And he, he shows that just as that fight or flight response is hardwired in us, the relaxation response is hardwired in us and, and uh, brings up the point and shows it how, how that, uh, the chemicals that are, our body, you know, gets, you know, dumps in whenever we go into fight or flight mm-hmm. in modern day, whether it's, you know, somebody screaming at you <laughs> at, you know, at, at rogue studio or, you know, the, it, it's, you know, you're not going to get eaten by a saber tooth yeah. tiger, but yeah. we still have that same response. Sure. So, sure. So the relaxation response is, is to show us how to get rid of that, those, chemicals because they're just dumped in there and if we mm-hmm. don't do anything about it then it physically harms us our health and all oh yeah and so that makes sense yeah how do i get rid of those chemicals or do i have to read the book yeah read the book ah crap okay yeah. all right <laughs> no i i was gonna say i think that I, maybe it's just the old man in me but somebody starts yelling at me here i'm just gonna tell them to leave you know yeah. <laughs> either that or i'm leaving one or the other i mean i just i don't have time for that crap anymore yeah Ah, I love that book. So you just held up a copy of the subtle art of not giving up. And, uh, that is a wonderful book. I have read that. I think I've read that twice, Melvin. Yeah. The, the relaxation response is the subtle art of not giving up. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing, different errors. Yeah. This this was written really time. This was written. And, and so it's, it's the, the, uh, it was an epiphany for me whenever I, you know, I'd read the relaxation response for several years and then yeah. you know, somebody recommended this book and I read it 
and it was like holy shit it's it's yeah. the relaxation it's the same thing yeah written now so yeah it's so how do we get rid of it? subtle art um was was a very it was a, it's a quick read yeah. um it's not super detailed um you know you're not going to have to do any underlining and 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 uh research as you're reading it or anything but it is it's almost like um to be honest with you, it's almost like talking to a mentor, uh, reading that book. You know, it really That's is. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It's it, because she does a, it's a she, right? The, who's the no, author? Mark Hansen. Oh, Mark Hansen. Yeah. Well, he's a she. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, anyway. yeah, no, he, uh, he, he does a really good job of, of the book is very conversational. You know, yeah, and so, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you know me, I don't, I don't read enough, yeah. uh, not nearly enough. I watch way too much YouTube news bloopers at night to go to sleep rather than, you know, reading a book, which I should, but, um, yeah, that's, that's one I will, I will always champion though. That's a good one. Good, good. Cool. Well, you're going to send us the stuff on those books, right? We're going to put those in I, the, in the, yeah. uh, in the show notes so that people sure. can get a copy of it or at least go preview it or something. All right. Sure. And then now, uh, drum roll. Last thought. Last thought. By Melvin. How, <laughs> yep. How often is it okay to do the wrong thing? Uh, who are you asking me or are you saying that? Well, that's the last thought. <laughs> So it doesn't have to be answered. I guess it's who, whoever's, I guess it is according to who is defining what the wrong thing yeah. is. So let, let me, know? let me tell you why I thought of that, Mike. Yeah, please. Okay. So a road that I drive down, so it, it ends and it tees and you have to, you have to turn. Yeah. And uh, so it's a, a I mean, you could go road. straight. I don't know what's, well, a, I don't know what's ahead of you, but you could go straight. There's a small road and it goes into a busy road. Yeah. And uh, several years ago, a, a student, instead of stopping at the stop sign, you know, so how often, how, how often is it okay to do the wrong thing? He did not stop mm. and was hit by a cement, cement truck. Oh no. And so I, I drive down to that T whenever I'm going this, you know, certain way. So it's uh -huh. often. And a, a bicycle, a real bicycle is, is strapped into a tree across the road yeah. with flowers there. Yeah. So. Um, it's like a marker. Right. Yeah. So he didn't do the right thing. Yeah. He chose to not stop at the stop sign. Right. So, so where it goes in, in my mind, Mike, is how often have I chose to not do the right thing? Sure. Sure. And I'm still here. So, you know, such mercy. In my life. I, well, I think you could also think of it as, um, you know, that, that, that's a really good point as to, you know, doing the right thing and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, I think you could also think of it as, as sometimes the right thing is, is a rule that maybe should be broken, you know? Yeah, that can happen. Cause maybe every once in a while it is okay to do the wrong thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Just be safe and stop at stop signs. <laughs> Is all I'm saying. Yeah. So those that was the last thought. I thank you for. You did a great job. Me. You did a great job. We're all better for it. Hey. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your time. 
Um, and, uh, if it weren't for you, I would never read about books. And so, uh, I <laughs> thank you for that. Um, you, uh, you got a busy week coming up and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing all about it. All right. I'm looking forward to the week in RogueCon 23. RogueCon23.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. If I make it to Sunday, we'll, we'll be good. Thanks, Mike. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. did a great job this has been a rogue media podcast <laughs>